Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Good evening. Good evening. First one back after the half term, and gotta be honest, having a few technical issues. If I'm, if I'm, um, you know, if you really want to know why on earth is this guy doing the 7 p.m. Q and A at 7:15? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the camera's not been working, and now I frantically got to get my questions up because I've got this software where I get all the questions loaded up, and. Um, I just press a button and the question comes on the screen, or at least it does for Facebook, uh, and I think it automatically goes to YouTube as well. Um, top of the range software, as you would expect from an influencer like myself, and um, it completely hasn't worked basically. So um, I'm going to have I'm gone old school, and I've done it on the normal way of doing it on Facebook. That is, Instagram never lets me down. Instagram is always ready to go at seven o'clock, um, but it's me and the fancy pants software. Uh, I saw a note there from Corinne somewhere saying had a great holiday. Yes, I did, Corinne. It's over already, isn't it? I mean, um, yeah, could have done with longer, like a couple of months, but you know, a week will do. Um, so, but back in the swing of things and uh, obviously great to be back. Um, wet lighter evenings so we're all happy about that and um, yeah you know things are are, um, are carrying on aren't they really um, so uh, I, I don't know I, I'm not used to using this sharing a group mm. I can share and never accept a lift from strangers um not used to using this Facebook one, so I'm not sure what'll happen if anyone does do a comment. Heaven forbid someone does a comment. Um what I've got some questions and you know what? I had a question, didn't I? I had a question about five months. How can I get that? There was a question uh no camera roll about five months post BA um, getting oh here we go I'm five months post BA and started to get some pulling feeling nearby scar is this normal yeah I mean a little bit unusual to get that five months post breast augmentation um, but that sort of pulling around the scar is very normal um, particularly oh, I'm saying particularly in my cases but particularly because of the way I do it, I was going to say, because when I do it, and I think most people do it a similar way, is there's a three layer closure. So everyone worries if they cough or if they're sick that they're going to burst the stitches or something. But um, we try and sort of mitigate that by doing um, several layers of closure. So the deepest layer of closure, the first layer of closure, which is actually the layer over the implant, is a superficial fascia, which is a, a fascial system. Fascia is like a white... Um, sort of um, you know the stuff over meat um, that would be the deep fascia but you know the white stuff over meat 
you know like when you you know like when you take the skin off a chicken or something and you get that white stuff um, I'm not sure that if this is helping with the breast augmentation um, anomaly but um, anomaly is a reasonable word but the word I'm looking for is um, not anomaly quite frankly it's a similar word but not that word so whoa I don't think I'm quite ready for this to be honest um, yeah I do think I need to do more of a holiday now I think about it but anyway I'm live on air so I'm gonna push on I'm pushing on <laughs> so yeah so the deep layer anyone anyone still there um, the deep layer is is a fascial layer basically it's a deep layer the sutures that I put in for breast augmentation and that can pull that's that's where we're coming to that's what we're getting to so that can pull and it can actually sometimes give a ridge um, and people often get these ridges they're called it's called Mondo Mondor's disease and sometimes it's obstruction of the lymphatics sometimes it's this fascia which is pulled which is going to be these little string like cords um, but anyway bottom line yes it's 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 five months is I've got to be honest it's quite a long time for it to if you've only just got it now a bit unusual but still I normally say it takes a good you know three six twelve maybe even eighteen months for things to settle so a bit of pulling around the, the breast augmentation scar bottom line is fine okay that's the bottom line I think that's all we need to know um, right, let's but Susie, excited, looking forward to my TT on Monday. I'm looking forward to it immensely, Susie, as well. Big day Monday. What's your view on the announcement around regulation of Botox and fillers? Um, one, two, one, A, B, C, D, E. Uh, what, is, what is the announcement? Was there an announcement? Was there an announcement? <laughs> regulation of Botox and fillers? Um, I don't do Botox or fillers, uh, but I probably should know if there has been an announcement. Um, I mean, the problem has always been mainly around fillers. Botox are a prescription-only medication, so Botox, well, Botox has to be prescribed. Fillers does not have to be subscribed, prescribed, so everyone can buy, anyone can buy fillers. Um, I, I'm really sorry, SH121, I don't know what the announcement is around the regulation of these things, but, um, yeah they're pretty unregulated at the moment so I guess any more regulation would be a good thing anyone can inject them so that whilst Botox, uh, Botox is a prescription only medication so that um, a doctor or a prescribing nurse has to prescribe it anyone can actually administer it so um, uh, and fillers anyone can actually it doesn't have to be prescribed anyone can buy it and administer it so that uh, the regulation is is uh, minimal at present so if there is more regulation who ya let's uh, let's say good on ya um, hi JJ hi Amy Louise evening Tori thank you yes you're welcome uh, yes fillers are now regulated awesome um, I'm guessing that means that they have to be prescribed is it which is which is good because I mean I would say that you could do more harm with a filler than you could with Botox um, but um, as I say, the problem as it stands um, with Botox, even though it has to be prescribed, anyone can inject it. So I would, I don't know if that's probably going to be the same with fillers, even though they're regulated for the um, um, dispensing of them. It's the administration which is in question that uh, people will, basically anyone can inject it and, in inject it and uh, 
people do call you know a day course or something and people you don't even have to do that to be honest with you you don't have to do any course you can just go go for it so my view on these types of issues is always be to try and empower patients so that patients should be asking um, who is doing their injection and what experience they have and um, you know what training they have and what qualifications they have because a lot of people have no none of the above and um, which is why you know it's done in a hairdresser or something like that so you haven't really got any um, you haven't really got any comeback if you have a problem if the patient uh, person doing it is not a registered doctor or nurse because you don't have any sort of body to go to if you are um, unhappy with the service you've been given or the way you've been treated uh, and if the facility is not a regulated facility so if it's not a CQC sort of medical facility then that facility isn't regulated you know, the hairdresser is not regulated so yeah I think there's probably more to be done I, I'm sorry I didn't know that there was a thing today but probably more to be done whatever's been doing today but I guess uh, that's a good step in the right direction I hope but I don't even know what it was but uh, Douglas what you got malformation deviation deformity maybe a little late or useless options I think Douglas has been on the source here and he's just putting long words in I don't know what he's on about um, Douglas I think you're on the wrong chat mate this is the plastic surgery chat yeah Q&A don't know what those words um, maybe it's a code maybe it's a code malformation deviation deformity maybe a bit a little late or useless options who knows what goes on um, up there? I don't know, Douglas. Can't answer that question. Two abnormality. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's he on about? Anyway, uh, listen, I've always said welcoming questions. I mean, comments and all that. Um, yeah, we go. critical outage. Yeah. So, but yeah, go for it. Very strange. I agree, SH121. But Douglas, if you know Douglas Black, he's, you know, he's a bit out there, you know, a bit out there. But uh, no, I'm sure he knows what he's on about. I think he's just strayed into the wrong. Uh, he was obviously on another another call or something. But um, <laughs> um, right, let's get on with this. Come on, guys, put it together. God, Jackie Crimes here. That, thank goodness for that. Um, right, can a thigh lift get rid of cellulite? That is the question at hand at present and the answer to that question because that is the one I did my post on and I saw that you liked it Douglas thank you for that um, so can a thyroid get rid of cellulite the answer to that question is no it can't and cellulite is an absolute nightmare problem um, and there's no good way to do it there's loads of different people will try and tell you different things and all sorts and anytime there's loads of ways of doing something there's no one good way of doing it um, now the problem and the reason that a thigh lift doesn't do it is because what a thigh lift does is a thigh lift tightens the skin of the inner thigh so a, a, a thigh lift targets the inner thigh because it's the inner thigh where you tend to get loose crepey wrinkly skin when you've lost weight and that needs to be tightened and um, a thigh lift will tighten that skin of the inner thigh cellulite tends to be the outer thigh and the buttocks so it tends to be the other side so so a thigh lift will tighten the inner sky thigh skin but it won't have any significant effect on the outer thigh uh, and the buttock which is where the cellulite tends to occur and the, the problem of cellulite is due to 
the um, um, connections between the skin and underlying fascia causing the sort of dim the dimpling uh, and it's in, uh, and there's lots of you know pe pe people have done all sorts to try and break those connections and you know and, and try and uh, treat it but I'm not aware of anything that's sort of consistently standing out there as a treatment for cellulite Good, goodness knows I think we would you know we would be very happy if there was something because I know it's a, it's a huge problem for a lot of people um, but an inner thigh lift tightening that inner skin on the th on the thigh it's not going to have any significant pull to the lateral outer aspect of the thigh and and, and to the butter it's not going to have a significant pull to those areas and even if it did have a pull to those areas it's not really going to um, cause um, a significant um, improvement in your cellulite so I'm really sorry I haven't got anything good for cellulite and uh, thigh lift is not uh, is not good for, for cellulite what is the difference in a tummy tuck and a Brazilian tummy tuck now I did a um, this thing with the Brazilian tummy tuck a lot of people have been talking about the Brazilian tummy tuck a while ago they were talking about it, it seemed to be a thing that came up and gone all over the place Brazilian tummy tuck people say do you do a Brazilian tummy tuck then I did a blog post on the Brazilian tummy tuck you know what if I had this set up properly I had the link to that blog post that's how much that's how much um, oh oh here we go I've got a comment here from Kelly that's how much um, oh look at all this how much um, research I've done into this I've done a lot of research into this and I have um, I have um, I had the, the, the anyway if you search Stiano and Brazilian tummy tuck you're gonna get it but I did a blog post on this and when I did a blog post on this I got a lot of inquiries about Brazilian tummy tucks and uh, uh, basically uh, my blog post was saying that I don't think a Brazilian tummy tuck is anything significantly different to a normal tummy tuck and I think that there is an certainly an element of Oh, what's the word? Not medically driven change. That's not a good word, is it? That's not even a word. Um, marketing. That's a word. Marketing. Yeah. There's an element of marketing, I believe, personally, to it. Because people talk about this Brazilian tummy tuck. I thought, what's this Brazilian tummy tuck? And I read about it. And I said, well, they've read the, what's Brazilian tummy tuck then? And what they're saying is like, oh, they don't widely undermine to the sides. They just undermine centrally. I'm like, we haven't been widely undermining to the sides for ages. That's really old school to widely undermine to the sides. Undermining centrally is a normal part of a tummy tuck normally. That's nothing different. Exhibit A, so that's so that's that's normal. Um, we do we limit dead space and therefore don't use drains. Now I don't know if you have to not use a drain for, for, a, for a Brazilian tummy tuck, but again, the limiting dead space and the no not widely undermining, those two things go together. And again, that has been my, certainly my practice, and I don't think I'm some kind of, you know, um, uh, trendsetter in front of the world. I think most people uh, do tummy tucks. They don't, they don't, I think, I don't think they we widely undermine for a long, long time. 
um, it's not my idea it's just the way we do tummy tucks these days we um, limit the undermining we so we undermine centrally in order to release the skin and to get the diverification of the rectile muscles repaired but uh, we don't do wide undermining uh, laterally so that the skin just closes so there's much less dead space much less um, room for hematoma seromas um, and uh, uh, also close down that pocket with, with quilting stitches so that's been a standard technique now personally I do still use drains and so that is one thing if, if they're saying a Brazilian tummy tuck is not is no drains then I accept well in that case I don't do a Brazilian tummy tuck because I do use drains because I feel that they do reduce the risk of seroma although I know that people who don't use drains will say that the seroma risk is very low so I'm not um, but but um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm trying you know I think we are moving away from drains and I'm you know I am looking at ways to close down the space with the quilting stitches and uh, and look, you know, the drainage is less. So maybe that, that could be somewhere I can move to. But that that's one thing, less at lock, lack of drains. Um, and the other thing is the liposuction. I do tend to do liposuction to the sides, to the hips and flanks. Again, standard with the tummy tuck. Um, uh, and the Brazilian tummy tuck, they talk about doing Brazilian uh, uh, liposuction to the upper skin flap, to the upper abdomen, which is not something that I do because traditional teaching does say that you, you worry about the vascularity. I know a lot of surgeons now are saying you don't have to worry about the vascularity. It's okay to do liposuction to the upper abdomen. But to be honest with you, in my experience, people don't often need liposuction to the upper abdomen. It's only someone who's got a significant uh, weight loss or a significant hang in the upper abdomen that they would need anything done to the upper abdomen because a tummy tuck involves the skin from the belly button to the rib cage being pulled down all the way to, 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 to contour the whole abdomen. So basically that skin of the upper abdomen from the belly button to the rib cage gets stretched down. And so you often don't need anything done to the upper abdomen. Um, but again, I would accept that would be a, different from a, a difference for a Brazilian tummy tuck. So what was the question again? What's the difference? Oh, there you go. What's the difference between a tummy tuck? So if in my hands, if 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 I do a tummy tuck, uh, I, I don't know if you want to. I don't know if I could start saying I do Brazilian tummy tucks because I don't know who's going to judge that, you know. But if you want to, if you want to look at what um, people say is a Brazilian tummy tuck, I do use drains and I don't do the upper uh, liposuction to the upper skin flap. So therefore, um, you could say I don't do a Brazilian tummy tuck. But I do have to say I don't think those are significant um, differences to a normal tummy tuck. And I d and I would challenge a surgeon to look at a before and after photo of a tummy tuck and be able to say whether it's a Brazilian tummy tuck or a normal one. I think you've got to choose your surgeon rather than your technique in this in this um, um, instance. And I think you've got to, um, I don't think a Brazilian tummy tuck in itself is going to give you a good result. I don't know. I don't know if I was actually talking about this on one of the Facebook lives or if I just, just went around in my head. But it's like when talk about people talk about vasa liposuction, people talk about this technique, that technique. It was a, it was one, wasn't it? Where someone was saying about something in America, something. Oh, I've got all the questions here. What was it? It was something in America that they use, and why don't they use it here? Anyway, there you go. Flex sculpt lipo. That's right. Um, and I'm like, I don't think there is a technique that is going to give you a good result by virtue of the technique personally I don't think flex sculpt lipo or vasa lipo or smart lipo or Brazilian tummy tuck 
or a specific technique is gonna, you know, I don't think you could say that anyone will get a better result if they do a Brazilian tummy tuck than a normal tummy tuck. Or if they do flex sculpt lipo versus smart lipo versus um, um, VASA versus cool sculpting versus this versus that versus, I don't know, all this stuff. Um, I don't think the technique in itself, I don't think there's one that's got a significant edge over other over the others. If there was, we the others wouldn't be doing happening. And I think still, certainly with the surgical things, the non-surgical things perhaps less so, but the surgical things, I don't know, maybe maybe a, a non-surgical person would have a go at me about that, saying the, the non-surgical stuff is uh, operator dependent. But I think the surgical stuff is unquestionably very operator dependent. And I think, yes, you should do your research. Yes, you should look at Brazilian tummy tuck and normal tummy tuck and God knows what other words they're going to call stuff. But I don't think that that should influence your de decision significantly unless there's a specific aspect of it that you really feel strongly about. Like for instance, you really don't want drains, for instance. Then maybe say, look, I'm going to go with this one, you know, uh, or, or, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know, if someone doesn't use drains, there has to be a bad side to it. Otherwise, because people wouldn't use drains if there wasn't something good about them. Because, let's face it, no one likes drains. No patients like drains. And if I could get away without using drains, I would. But I do still feel, feel there's a benefit in using them with the tummy tuck, personally. But I accept there's a, quite a lot of people who are, are not using drains and feel that that's an um, acceptable way to do it. So... I that's my answer to what is the difference between a tummy tuck and a Brazilian tummy tuck. Oh, I've just seen a comment here. Um, sorry, it's hard to see the comments. What can you tell? Can you tell, please? Can ladies with really saggy boobs have a lift with implants? I've been told they can't have implants, only a lift. No, you can have a lift with implants. The thing I would say about that is, um, am I still going? Where's it gone? Where's those questions gone? Um, the thing I would say about that is that if you have a really saggy bulbs, then you do need a lift uh, plus or minus an implant. Now, there are some doctors who don't do a lift with implants and will only do a lift in the first instance. They won't combine a lift and implants. So that might be what you're thinking about, Kelly. This is Kelly. Can we put Kelly? Can we pin that? Yeah. Um, so, so if you have really saggy boobs, then you would need um, a lift to make the shape better. Whether or not you had implants would be a debatable. I a lot of surgeons don't do it in one operation, which might be what you're talking about. If if someone's been told they can't own, they can't have implants, only a lift but there are quite a lot of surgeons who will also do it in one operation like myself but it has got a high complication rate when you do it in one operation so again there's reasons for, for not doing it in one operation um, the opposite I would say is true that people with very saggy it's not necessarily the opposite but people with very saggy boobs can't have only implants because that won't look good if your boobs are very saggy and you just want them bigger only implants won't look good because the implants will sit there, the boobs will drop off them. So people with very saggy boobs need a lift. The implant is negotiable. It's not like they can have an implant and the lift is negotiable. It's the it's the it's the it's the, the lift is a given, 
um, and personally I would do a lift and implants in one op but it has got a high complication rate so that has to be discussed um, to see whether that's right for you. Um, have I missed any questions? I don't know. There's Douglas going on about his abnormality thing. Um, what can fat transfer to breasts and a tummy tuck be done in one procedure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, SH121 has to sign off. Signing off SH121. Go look at those headlines. In fact, I should go and look at those headlines. Thanks for the question. Uh, have a good evening. Uh, thanks for dropping by. Um, can fat transfer to breasts and a tummy tuck be done in procedure? Yeah, it can. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see one. My, my question to you is why not? Why would it not be? Yeah. I mean, you can take some fat from somewhere, whether you're taking it from the tummy tuck that's going to be removed or somewhere else, the hips, flanks. Um, but yeah, take some fat, transfer it to the breast and do a tummy tuck. Absolutely one procedure. Uh, I can't see any issues with that. If you if you know, if you're out there, the person who's asked that question, and you have a specific thing that you think that they might not be able to do in one procedure. The only way, that, actually, the only thing is if um, timing. We are a bit limited sometimes in some hospitals, so I know that some doctors are limited with with time but I, I would have thought that would be an okay combination but it that would be maybe one reason that uh, that wouldn't be perhaps done in one procedure just for the time but actually from a medical point of view you're absolutely fine um, but it's certainly around the COVID time that uh, we were a bit limited in the in the time that we could operate as in the length of surgery for a patient but uh, but yeah that would be fine to do in my book as long as the hospital would allow that length of op because that would take a good few hours top surgeon for uplift with implants highly recommended Louise Mitchell um, who's that Louise who's that <laughs> thanks Louise thanks for your vote of confidence that's what we need come on um, uh, do we offer apronectomy surgery Yes, we do. So apronectomy is sort of like a tummy tuck, um, but it's usually people who've got a significant apron, someone who's got significant weight loss. So apron being the, the sort of bit that hangs down if you look at the side view of someone who's lost a lot of weight. Um, and an apronectomy is more of a sort of mm, sort of functional procedure, less sort of cosmetic. You just, you will often sort of amp amputate the apron if you like. Um, limited undermining patient might not be a great candidate for surgery so um, sort of thing that's often done in the NHS really well it used to be maybe not anymore but um, but yeah certainly an apronectomy could be considered um, if you, it, you you try and sort of limit the risks and the complications so you limit the undermining you might limit what you do with the belly button so sometimes you might just throw the belly button away um, rather than relocating it just to you know get get the surgery done quicker if the person is a a, a poor anaesthetic risk so the um, anaesthetist might not want you to spend a long time with them under anaesthetic but in principle an apronectomy would be absolutely uh, spot on absolutely fine no problem oh what we got here we go kelly i'm happy to have a lift but i have lost all volume please can i call your office for a consultation <sighs> you bet kelly i can reply on this one you bet you can i reply Oh, bring that. What's going on? Replying. Where do I? You bet, 
Kelly. Please call us on 121-454-3680. Or if you message us your number, we can call you. I don't know why I typed that, because I, um, I can actually just say that, can't I? But anyway, it's just I've got the option to type it, so I just thought I'd utilize that option. Um, so yes, happy to have a lift, but I've lost all volume. Yes, that's absolutely fine. Can you please tell Lady, I've done that. Hi JJ, we're in March, surgery this month. I'm excited, Amy, we are in March. This is happening, legendary legend that is Amy Summerbonnie. What kind of name is that, Amy Summerbonnie? Um, but yes, goodness me, you are, um, yeah, what a ledge. One of the many legends of, uh, of the Stiano Clinic. Um, so, I, I can like it. I'm gonna, oh, I can like all of these. I can't like that one. I'm gonna like everything. Thank you, like. So, um, do we offer spinal block stroke spinal anesthetic for a tummy tuck and breast lift? Right, well, not so much do we offer um, the question is not so much whether we offer it, the question is, is it a way that you can uh, do these operations? So the answer is no, you can't do a spinal block or a spinal anaesthetic for a tummy tuck and a breast lift. So a spinal block um, will make the um, part of your body below it numb and that is and the level of the block is usually in your back and and that that will then make your leg you know your lower half numb um sort of waist down numb and that is not enough for a uh, tummy tuck and a breast lift they they would not be we go higher than that, than that level so um i mean not on these two, I don't know. I guess they could do a block higher, but they tend not to do a higher block. They tend to do a block around the same sort of place. I don't know where L1 or something. But I think we need a higher. We need higher than that to uh, do our surgery. So um, so it wouldn't work. So it's it's not something that is done for this sort of surgery. Um, so you 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 have local insulation. A lot of people say, oh, I have my uh, cesarean section under a under a local under a block. So a block is slightly different to a local. So a block is a regional. So a region of your body is, is numb. So when you do a, a cesarean or, or, or something like that, then your lower half is numb. So your upper half is fine. So you're completely awake. So it's different to a local insulation because local insulation, you um, are sedated. You're not fully awake. You're quite tired. You're quite drowsy. Um, so it's not the same as when you are having a cesarean or something like that under a block. Um, so uh, rightly or wrongly, I mean, I think some people want to be awake and want to be sort of uh, with it because they don't want to lose control, but you can't do it when you're awake, basically. You have to be either sedated <coughs> or general anaesthetic or put to sleep uh, for these operations. As I say, rightly or wrongly, if you want to be completely awake, unfortunately, it can't be done that way. You have to be in some way um, knocked out in a, in a to a degree. Um, what we got, Jess, I'm five months post-op now after a breast reduction, best decision ever. 
Hmm? Facebook, you seeing this? Best decision ever from Jess. It is a big, big one, isn't it? A breast reduction. It's a, it's a real um, life, cha <coughs> life changer. Awesome. That's what. We, this is what we need. Look, Jess, Louise. That's what we need. Positive, you know, positive outcomes. Um, thank you very much for those comments, by the way. Uh, I am gonna go and. Uh, oh, I don't know anything. I, d I don't know. I'm sorry that I was late here. I don't know what has happened to my systems, but they've all, my camera wasn't working. In fact, I don't think it's me. I think it's the software that I use, um, just in my defense. Um, but back, as I say, back on the horse now, next Tuesday, God willing, I think, what's happening next Tuesday? I think I'm gonna go to Liverpool next, next week, but I think, I don't even know what my diary is, you know, but I should be back Tuesday afternoon. Um, so, yeah. Let's do it. Be free next Tuesday, seven o'clock. Yeah, see you then. So uh, by all means, get your questions in. Call me, Instagram me, Facebook me, meet or Mitch Lou Harris. Just ask me straight off there, like Mitch Lou Harris did. Um, I'm four weeks post-op breast. Oh my God, it's all coming up. Hold on a minute, girls. I'm not gone yet because Mitch Lou Harris just said something. I'm four weeks post-op breast reduction. No regrets at all. Best thing I ever did. Oh, I have. <laughs> Just to Look at that. I think we need to span them out. I think I've had all the good testimonials in this one. But uh, thank you. Monday in Liverpool, Susie, see you there. Corinne, love you big time. Jackie, beautiful. Um, thank you all. Yeah, Susie, you get a good night's sleep Sunday night, you hear me? Uh, Douglas, thank you. Thank you for your random comments, Douglas. Always grateful for the off-the-wall long words always grateful for those and i will be back mark my words next tuesday night at seven o'clock yeah see you then stop the stream stop the stream have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag ask jj We'd love to hear from you.